Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. The person who can't say that they're looking for a relationship is not looking for a relationship. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> like the bare minimum. But like you can always change his mind, can't you? You can change oh, his mind. Honey, oh, <laughs> let me tell you, I spent the years trying to change their minds so you don't have to. <laughs> everyone and welcome to you down a podcast where four funny hunters come together and talk about what's going on in the culture okay okay i'm <laughs> i'm shakira janae pay i'm ashley holston i'm yasmin Murray watkins and i'm mamia aforo but collectively we're known as obama's other daughters and today we're asking are you down with dating From Tinder to Hinge to getting trashed on a Zoom date in your childhood bedroom, the landscape of dating in 2020 can feel like the wild, wild west. You shooting your shots, there are no rules, and the entanglements are juicier than Will Smith's butt cheeks in the wild, wild west. Straight to the wild, wild west. Okay. Okay. That just came it out like I know it hit me so. I said we're going straight through. Where are we going? The wild, wild west. Mm, 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 mm. I I'm can going. see Will Smith's booty cheeks when you say that. I just want to like jump on a, <laughs> the veins out of Cisco's neck. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is the wild, wild west out there, y'all. Be safe. It really is. And helping us with those juicy entanglements, we're going to have special guest, love and life coach Francesca Hoagie joining us. Ooh. I, I have so many questions for Francesca, but before we get into that, uh, I kind of want to take a moment and reflect on our lives pre-pandemic. And were there any dates that really left an impression on you that good or bad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shakira, what's yours? I want to know. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I will go with my worst. <laughs> this guy was like, hey, babe, uh, I'm so excited to finally go on this date. And like, uh, he said he was going to take me to his favorite place and wear something cute. So I was like, okay, his favorite spot. What is it? <laughs> and um, <laughs> we went to Froyo. Um, he picked me up to take me to go get Froyo. And at the time, I was Were like, you wearing a ball gown? <laughs> <laughs> I was dressed for dinner. I was definitely dressed for dinner. And the worst part is, like, I was trying to, like, not eat ice cream. Like, I was trying to eat healthy. And I hadn't had dinner. And I was say, like... Weren't you hungry then? I was hungry. Dinner. <laughs> I was hungry. I was annoyed. And I was like, you gonna waste my time like this, sir? So <laughs> that was one of the worst dates I've been on. That was the worst date you went on with a man took you to Froyo when you was hungry? <laughs> it can, yes, that was bad. I mean, what I'm just saying, you live a life of privilege. That that sounds like, that sounds like I would take that as my worst date. What's your worst what? date, Ashley? Oh, no. Oh, you want to know? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, what is that leading to? I know. I was like, that's a pretty bad date. <laughs> well, I was just expecting it to get uh, grittier. I just was hoping that someone else had went through some trauma oh, like me. I mean, but, he leaned in for a kiss at the end of the night when he dropped me off after the froyo, oh, and I was like, Kira. "No, no, no!" I leaned out of a kiss. That was he really thought. Mm. I so you, you rejected I fed him, you froyo. Yes, I rejected him <laughs> on your worst day. Um, 
Okay, there's we don't need to compare uh, these, these <laughs> apples to oranges here because this date that I went on uh, was with a guy that I had met uh, at a club. I was probably like 18 or 19. I was still going to the club. And... Um, he uh he got my number. He was y'all, he was so tall. Y'all know how I fall for a tall mm, man. I had yes. to look up to him and there's oh. not much more <laughs> I <Yeah>. want. <laughs> um, but uh I we were exchange we exchanged numbers, we were talking on the phone for a while. He told me that he wanted to take me out, but he didn't have a car, and I was like, Don't even worry about it. I'm not I don't even trip over stuff like that. I'll so come sweet. pick you up. Aww. And um you know, well, all no, all no. Oh, oh, uh, so oh. I go to pick him up. He lives like 30 minutes away from Ooh. my house. And we haven't decided where we're going to eat, but we're just like yeah, been bouncing some things around where we want to go. And it, I'm 18, so I'm like, Olive Garden, the Outback, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> red Lobster. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I don't like Red Lobster. Um, oh. But um, we, I get, to, I get to him, and he puts his seatbelt on, and he goes, um, actually, I have to go to work. <gasps> what? What? Actually, you have to go to work. You knew that, and you buckled up. Why did you? Uh, (laughs) Why are you here, sir? uh -uh. Um, And I'm like, well, one, this is a stranger, and I don't know what he's gonna do if I say no, I can't take you. And also, well, your work is on my way back home, so (laughs) let's go ahead and get it done. (gasps) No, Um, and then we go to. He's like, we'll get some food before I go to work, and we. Uh, pull up to his job. He works at a hotel. I'm thinking we're going to go into the hotel and eat some fine dining, right? Right. Uh-uh. It's a ho- attached to the hotel is a Taco Bell. <gasps> and we oh. go through the drive through the Taco Bell. And my oh. man pat, pat, pats himself because <gasps> he has forgotten his wallet. No. Ordered, oh, ordered way too. He had to spend at least $10 solo at Taco Bell. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How? my God. How? And then we ate in the car silently. <gasps> what oh, a trip! Silently. What you yeah. get? A gordita or a chalupa? Because I got a soft taco. Because that's the only thing acceptable. But I, I, I wanted to push him out of the car. I wanted to do so many things, but I just kept thinking, you don't have the type of weapon you need to defend yourself <laughs> against this man. <laughs> yeah, if something Damn. goes south. And he's a oh, tall dude, no. so y'all would have. That would have been mm. a scrap. Oh, he would have got it. Let me tell you, he would have got the business. I would have yes. messed him up. Like, uh, why are you walking around tall as hell, looking old as hell, <laughs> but deceiving <this> is- <laughs> people into driving you to work? Uh, but this is why he gets it. away with it because he's got that tall privilege. Yeah. He's like, yep. I'm tall. Yeah. Like. I ain't got to do anything. Well, I saw him at the club a month later, and he didn't get that privilege. His no, boy, he sent his boy over and was like, hey, Aaron's mad because you won't come talk to him. I was like, Aaron owes me ten ninety nine. okay? <laughs> we talking Plus about? Plus gas. Right? Um, yes. Well, I feel kind of bad about sharing no, go my ahead, yes. best date um, <laughs> experience. <laughs> what? Was she on the southern coast of France? <laughs> um, on a yacht? I, not on a yacht. I've had some great dates there too, but uh, <laughs> my favorite, like most memorable date that like is seared in my memory forever. Um, I know it's hella corny, but when my partner proposed, we like check into this beautiful hotel on Coronado Island and then we go to the Marine Room in La Jolla and like the sun is setting and like it's like floor to ceiling windows and we're like watching the sunset as the waters like lap in um, and the food was divine and y'all, 
This bottle of Rodoé champagne. Oh, here she goes. Here she goes. No, I have literally never tasted champagne this divine in my life. It was literally. And then, like, afterwards, we went for a walk on the beach, and he's like, let me just, like, roll up my pant leg so we can, like, walk in the water. And I was like, I turned around to be like, what's taking him so long? And then uh, I turned around, and he hit me with the, like, love of my life. Will you spend love of my life? (laughs) You are my friend. It was literally, like, the best date of my life. Like, and... I didn't, I, my gift, my corny ass gift to him that year was like, I'm going to put my cell phone away. <laughs> like, oh, no. So I could not even take picture. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know that hurt you. That oh, young. You, you know yes. I can't believe he he lets you walk into that like that though. Or he hire a photographer. Right? We still wanted. love you. He wanted her to cherish the moment. There Ugh, in her memory. Now the world forced knows. you to detach. Truly beautiful. I mean, you could have gave him a paid gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, her best date is the one she got proposed to. <laughs> oh, that makes mine feel like a piece of tur- a turd. No, there's no comparison. Because this date is like I feel like it was. Okay, so I met this guy at a party and we were kind of in the same conversation. I'm sweating because if he listens to this, this is revealing all of this. We're in the same conversation and I was like, oh, he's cute, but I didn't know him. It seemed like he knew some of my friends. And then I left LA for a while at the end of last year to go to Ghana and he followed me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the guy from the party. So he follows me and then messaged me and was like, hey, we didn't get a chance to really meet, but I've heard about you and I think you're cool, whatever. Okay, to me, I literally had like five different people analyze that message to tell me was he flirting or not. I told you I have problems understanding if people are flirting and everyone's like yes he is like just who cares talk to him so we had arranged when I got back to LA we would meet up um for to hang out and so I'm like oh my god this guy is perfect we have so many things in common in the way we think and what we do and we meet up at Blue Bottle on Beverly um First thing he said is like, oh, sorry, I'm a little late. I'm coming from my girl's house. And I literally like wanted to die um, because I had set all these expectations. Don't do that about what what he wanted to meet me about. But we ended up talking for like two and a half hours just like about everything film and like directing. And like it was just an amazing conversation. And at the very least, I was like, oh, this is a cool guy to be a friend with. And but I really feel like that was one of the best conversations I've ever had with a man. Like that, I was like, "Oh, you are, you, you got some." When the conversation can flow, it's just, and you don't have to think, you don't have yeah. to right. worry about, "Am I being too vulnerable?" It just Aww. it clicks. It's so nice. I'm glad you had. So, that. if you ever are single and you're listening, <laughs> you know where to find. <laughs> yes, we where his girl live. I can I can make him single. 
Um, <laughs> he said the east side, so somewhere on Actually, the east side. Actually, we're so on the, the radio. We're live. His girl. Oh, um, uh, testing, testing. Yes. My girl. <laughs> I said was I going to hook her up with a hug or something. <laughs> hey, Ash, you don't even know if she's cute, if you're compatible. But that's a you a real Look, one. I'm just trying to help you're my girl one. out. I'll try to help her Thank out. Thank you, Ashley, for being down. You're welcome, girl. I got you back. Well, here's to coming out on top of whatever kind of date you have, whether it's good <laughs> or bad, and learning from it, you know? And I think this topic is right on time. Uh, I heard some wild shit, y'all. So a survey conducted by Everwell found that nearly one in four Americans ages 20 to 31 were willing to risk their lives to have sex during quarantine. <laughs> no. <laughs> one in four of y'all was out there getting in. Hey, hey, pain getting in. Oh. Oh. Pent up. It's all pent up. Ooh. <laughs> that blew my mind. So today we're going to get into uh we're gonna get some advice from love and life coach francesca hoagie because between dating in a pandemic to how to make a great first impression we all need a a little help sometimes uh but before we learn how to find and keep love a quick word from our sponsors welcome back people um i'm so hyped to get into our main combo this week and I think it's really awesome that today we have Francesca Hoagie in our presence. She is a love and life coach and host of the podcast Dear Franny, which is amazing. You should listen to it. Uh, she works with clients around the world to find healthy, lasting relationships and to love themselves more. Uh, she's also been featured in national media from The Today Show to Marie Claire and now she's being featured on You Down, um, our podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Yes. Woo-hoo. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I just went through a year of really trying to figure out what it is that I want. And it's uh, I never realized how important it is to be so specific um, mm. and really mm-hmm. – really get to know yourself and what you like and what you don't. Um, Do you find that that's like a hard process for folks to go through? Yeah, it can be really hard for some people because especially when you're talking about romantic relationships, like our cultural programming around romantic relationships is a lot rooted in fantasy. It's a lot rooted in, Mm, you know, I call it like the fairy tale industrial complex, you know, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's the fairy tales, it's the rom-com, it's this idea Mm. that you're looking for that, that lightning bolt. And once you have the lightning bolt, then you hope everything else and you expect everything else to work out. Mm -hmm. And we see that that's not the case. So for a lot Mm. of people, when, yeah. you know, I started to ask them, okay, well, what are your relationship needs? They'll be like, oh, well, I want somebody who's funny. I want somebody who's successful. And I'm like, okay, no. Well, what about the relationship? Like, mm-hmm. oh. what do you need in your relationship? Or do you, what are your priorities? Like, do you, you know, do you desire like deep emotional intimacy with your partner? Some people mm-hmm. don't, right? But mm-hmm. do you, do you care about, you know, mm-hmm. having intellectual stimulation and growth? Some people care about that. Some people don't, you know, do you care about, um, raising a family together and having that really be the center of your lives and the way you make decisions. That's not the same for everyone. So, you know, the more, when you get really clear on what you do want, then it makes it a lot easier to spot it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you don't waste as much time dating people where maybe you had some initial chemistry, but in terms of what the kind of partner they're even 
capable of being is just not what you, what you're looking for, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's when we get into patterns where it's just like, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and hoping that it's going to work out, but it's not. So when people are like, okay, wait, I realize now (laughs) this is not resolving itself on its own. That's usually when they come to me. Oh man. You're like blowing my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love love what you're saying about like uh, the lightning in the bottle because I feel like there are so many people who dismiss like what could be a good relationship because there wasn't that initial like meet cute from a yeah, rom-com yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm here for ahead. I mean I I jump into things like that too a little impulsive very much on chemistry not compatibility you impulsive <laughs> no <laughs> not Shakira I mean, not me <laughs> what <laughs> I'm already planning our wedding. <laughs> it's just like I had this guy who was dating. I was like, when you know, you know. And it was literally like he dumped me a week later. I was like, so when you know, you don't know. Sometimes you think you know and you don't know. Yeah. That part about like the lightning, because I, you know, I have felt that like strike of like, oh, my God, this has to be it. But then like the more you get to know each other, you're like, well, actually, we're not compatible in X amount of ways. And yeah, like, yeah. it's really hard to process that when you're like, but I felt this thing and you felt it too. But, you know, sometimes that's not enough. Yeah, it's it's not. And and actually sometimes, I mean, and this, I, I don't want to, the chemistry of meeting somebody and just having, it just feels like electric and fate and just, you can't even believe how you connected, you feel to this person. It's such a magical feeling. And I don't want to discount yeah. the magic of that feeling because <laughs> I know how mm-hmm. good that feels. But in terms of long-term compatibility, that's a very, very unreliable indicator. Like Mm -hmm. most of the people in your life who you will have that bolt of chemistry with are not anywhere near compatible with you for the long term. So, (laughs) and in some cases, if you have a pattern that, you know, say you have a pattern that just keeps repeating in your relationships and you just, you can't, you're like, I don't know how this keeps happening to me. How do I keep ending up in this situation? You know, every like if you have that situation, then you definitely need to really treat chemistry as a yellow light. Like if not a mm. red flag, at least like a I need to slow down here because yeah. I'm being drawn to this person. But what I've been, what I have shown that I am consistently drawn to is actually not something that's good for me. So there's something else going on here. As much as up to 95% of your thoughts and your feelings are happening outside of your conscious awareness, right? And so we have this unconscious genius that's operating all the time and we don't realize it. So a lot of the times when you're feeling that chemistry, that instant chemistry with someone, it just means that their kind of story is fitting with your story. And Mm. if you know that you're constantly attracted to situations where maybe, you know, you are the victim and there's an abuser or you're the person who does and does and doesn't for everyone else and you're drawn, you know, people are drawn to you who can take advantage of that, like things that really don't serve you, you need to pay attention and understand that, okay, there's something in me that is actually being drawn to this, even though I don't, I'm not consciously aware of why, Mm -hmm. and then just start to bring some more awareness to that so you can make a different choice. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally. (laughs) (laughs) We about how many minutes into this and you have read us for like... (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, so what does that mean for like astrology? Because I do like I, I'm the kind of person that checks my horoscope every Scorpio Mystique be holding me down. Shawnee Nicholas. Yes, right? It's yes. so good. And I find so then actually this is a very specific question for you. I find that <laughs> like Capricorns are sort of the kiss of death for me. Like I attract a bunch of them into my mm-hmm. life. But then also there are quite a few Virgos. Kira and mommy are Virgos, Virgos as well. My husband is a Virgo. Like Virgos are hella dope. Yeah, right we now. run the world. I know. <laughs> the world. I'm just what like, else? what is that? Like that ties into it though, to an extent. Like, I don't know. Or what, does it? <laughs> Or I don't think I don't think it matters. Not on a deep level. No, no, I don't think it matters. And especially if you I mean, if I'm not that I don't know that much about astrology. But if you are really into astrology, then you also know that like it's not just about your sun sign. It's about this and that. There's so many different mm-hmm. things in yeah. your charts. Yeah. Like it's such a rabbit hole to go down. So I don't I I mean, if whenever anybody tells me like, oh, I never date, you know, Virgos, or I'm like, that's Silly. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I think astrology is probably a crock, but numerology, on the other hand, <laughs> oh, that what? one is real. Oh, wow. That one's 11, 11 every day at 11, 11. <laughs> like a true Oh, no, Pisces. I'm talking about core numbers. What you mean, Pisces, all-knowing, all-wise? We're at the end of our cycle. Okay. <laughs> So I oh, know so the astrology someone, too. Someone is saying they don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying I know it are to a, No, I know it to uh to have debates with you, Yasmin. That's the only reason I know it. Numerology is like the addition of all the dates of your birth or something, right? It's the the number equivalent to the letters in your name. Plus, and then there there are different numbers how you equate uh, like your core number and your life number all uh, equated differently. Oh, wow. But I got real into it, and it read me way more than astrology ever did. But I'm all for anything that helps someone feel like they can find themselves yeah. a little better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they, I feel that way too. But you don't want to start eliminating people preemptively <laughs> based on. <laughs> yeah. So, in talking about chemistry, in the time of. COVID yeah. and uh, trying to find a partner, I guess, with or without it. Well, how do we, how do we find love in this time? How do we connect? Yes. Yes. So I happen to think that there, in, in some ways, this is actually a really great time to date because we do have this pause because mm-hmm. you can't just go immediately into the old thing that you used to do. And you don't have the instant gratification of like, oh, now we can like meet up tonight. We can, you know, get together tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We can like, you're, you're forced to slow down. And mm-hmm. if you're looking for something casual, this is not a great time to date. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're looking for something serious, it is a much better time to date because it's going to be really clear really quickly who's willing to invest time and effort in getting to know you, mm-hmm. even though you don't have, you know, all of the distractions and you may not have the instant gratification that you're looking for in dating. Yeah, I do feel that like I've been doing the little FaceTime dating and um, yes. we, that's... look at the love on her face. Shakira's in love. <laughs> Ooh, Shakira. Glowing. Oh, what's nah, going on? You know, <laughs> but like. Um, in the beginning, it was just like super distant. Like all we can do is talk on a FaceTime until like we're like, all right, you you feel safe, I feel safe, or like even meeting up with mask on until you get comfortable to to do more than that. But like in the beginning, at least for me, I've been very trepidatious in regards to dating, and before yeah, I would smart. just you yeah. know go on a date and 
real, you know, grab a bite real quick, grab a drink and barely get to know somebody and then it'd be over and decide within seconds if I want to do a second date. Yes. But. Yep. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Like, cause you see who's willing to invest that time. Yeah. In getting to know you and FaceTiming you when you know all he wants to do is <laughs> get up on you, but he knows like, I gotta actually get to know her. It's good. It's good. Well, I like, I wanted to know, so what are the questions that you should be asking a person on like a first date where it doesn't feel like an interview or like when you're getting to know someone, like what are the things that you should be asking? What are the red flags you should be looking out for? Yeah, that's a great question. Really good question. So again, if you're looking for something serious, so that's that's the advice I'm giving here. Um, so one thing you want to know, I have, I'll teach you guys this acronym. So it's R A W. Raw. And Uh it's real simple. It stands for ready, able, willing. And this is what it looks like. So if you are looking for a relationship, you are looking for somebody else who's also ready for a relationship. And you Mm. can know this, you can get, you can't know this completely, but you get the first indication based on whether or not they can articulate that they're looking for a relationship. So the person who can't say that they're looking for a relationship is not looking for a relationship. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> like the bare minimum. But you can always change his mind, can't you? You can change his oh, mind. Honey, oh, <laughs> let me tell you, I spent the years trying to change their mind so you don't have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what if feelings change? Do feelings well, the, change the thing is, feelings right? can absolutely change, but it's about taking care of yourself. Right. Mm, And it's about knowing that, like, absolutely people change. Everyone change. Hopefully, hopefully we're changing. Right. But they change in unpredictable ways. So if you're going to if you're willing to wager your heart on somebody who can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's (laughs) I think they said (laughs) if you're ready to wager your heart. Yeah. Yasmin's a poet. So you really get giving her these words. (laughs) Ooh. That made me think Jasmine, is, Jasmine is rocking back and forth like a black mother in church, getting her whole life. I want y'all to know. Oh, yes. Um. <laughs> you know, but having said that, I do think that sometimes you need to learn that lesson the hard way. Because sometimes hearing other people say this, you're like, yeah, yeah, but you don't know. And this connection and you don't see the way that we looked at each other and the chemistry between us and, the, you know, so I... Sometimes people just have to go through that, you know, Um, but once you've been through it, (laughs) then you can look back on it and you can learn from that. Right. And understand. So you're always looking for somebody who can articulate that they're ready for a relationship and it doesn't have anything to do with you. Right. You're not like, hey, so do you want to be with me? You don't even know this person. (laughs) Right. It's just the point. It's just like. Um, it's not about this individual person, you know, you deciding you want this person. It's just like, where are you in your life? Is that something that you're looking for? So that is something. And, and if they can say yes, then that's a great sign. And then you can move on. Right. And then you get into able. Now, able, this one is the one that takes some more investigation. Right. This is like, OK, can this person risk emotional pain? Mm. Right. So are, are they showing you any kind of like true vulnerability? Mm-hmm. Um, are they able to um, just prioritize another person in their lives, which some people can't? Right. Um, and so these are like it's about these are about skills like emotional availability. These are about things that just like the readiness, it doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm. Because especially for, you know, the straight ladies among us, right? Like, 
this is, this is, we get fed this line and this is all part of the fairy tale, you know, industrial complex thing of we can change the mind of an emotionally available dude. Mm-hmm. Like if he loves us enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's never gonna- all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, yep. this is like yeah. every, ro- this is like every romantic comedy basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. They always start like, oh, well he was this and she was this. And then suddenly uh, somebody who was never ready for a relationship, <laughs> never even looked at you. It's like, Wow. You changed my heart. You changed my exactly. mind. You're the one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's a fantasy, right? It doesn't work that way. And it can be really confusing too, because you can be really connected to someone and you can have amazing chemistry and you can, you know, get along and love each other's company, but they're still just not available. And that could be mm. really, really confusing, but you can't take that personally because this is not about you. This is about them and their journey and where they are in their lives. Mm. Okay. So this is where you get into more about, you know, questions, conversations, and the questions don't even have to be interview questions. It's more like talking to people about real shit. Can I say that on this podcast? Yes. yes <laughs> real man. shit. Absolutely. Yes. You know, like in terms of like, especially when you go on a date, especially a first date, how easy is it to sit there and you talk mm-hmm. about work and you talk about where you went to school mm-hmm. and you talk about where you grew up and then you leave and you're like, yeah, there was no chemistry. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you just, you weren't making an effort. Like there was no intention behind that. It was just chit chat. Right. Yeah. So I don't actually care about what you do for work, but I do care about what you love about what you do. Yeah. Or, you know, what you dream of doing, or if you could do anything and get paid $10 million a year to do it, what would that be? Right. Mm -hmm. So like, those are the kinds of conversations you can start bringing into your dates, just so you're actually learning something about the person, what they care about. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you're also looking to see, are they reciprocating that level of interest in you? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Because that's another thing. Because sometimes you'd be like, it, it is an interview. You're like, all right, um, I, I didn't ask you like 20 probing questions, <laughs> right? Right, and you're not you're not showing any you know mutual interest. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a question I have. Like, what is too too? Is there any question that's too probing? Like, you know, uh, I am all for like, no, let's not just talk about surface stuff. Let's really talk about something that matters to us. But what if what matters to me is how many kids I'm going to have? Can I ask you? <laughs> Can I ask you on the first date how many kids first you're trying date, to pop how out? many kids? How many no. kids? Um, so I wouldn't say that you need to talk about the number of children on the first date necessarily. Okay, all right. <laughs> I wouldn't have that no, as good. like a stock question. Um, but you do want to like, listen, you're, you're dating, right? Like what's if there's a purpose here, right? You're not just... You're, you should be using this as a process to sort and to see who is and who isn't on the same page as me, right? Mm-hmm. Who is and who isn't looking for the same thing as I am. So I'm not saying to like hold back your desire for children, but you know, you also, a lot of it is just context, right? Like, mm-hmm. is this in the first five minutes that you sat down? <laughs> is yeah. this after no, you, no, of course you, not. you know, you've talked an hour and you've talked about your families and you talked about this and you talk about like, yeah, you think you want to like, you know, do this thing one day. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. a lot of it is just the energy behind it. It's not even about the question specifically. Mm-hmm. It's just about, are you asking it from a place of like, oh my God, I need to know because if you don't want to have five kids, we just need to say goodbye right now. Or are you right. asking it from a place of like, okay, for this time that I'm here, I'm going to invest and see if I can 
try to make a connection with you. If this is, you know, this is something that is worth us like moving forward. And Mm -hmm. to do that, you have to be willing to share something of yourself and also find out something real about the other person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so, you know, we, so we have ready, able, right? So those first two, those are about where they are in their lives, what they're, what they're ready for, what they're available for. And then you have willing, and this is when it comes to you specifically. So this mm. is when you want to look and see, is this person demonstrating, consistently demonstrating their willingness, their enthusiasm to move things forward with me specifically? Mm. And yeah. so you're looking for all three of these things because sometimes you can have somebody who's willing, they're, a, they're chasing you, and they mm. might even say that they're ready, but the able isn't there, <laughs> right? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or you can have the able, but you can have the willing. Like sometimes, you know, you can have this in different combinations. And so that's why you're really looking for all three. And that's going to be the safest way for you to proceed and not just walk into heartache that was completely avoidable. That that distinction of like you're dating to sift through people. Like I feel like a lot of us go into dating because we're supposed to date because we're the age that you date, not like really actively knowing what you just said, like raw and like being like, is this person a viable candidate for what I want? Actually, like it doesn't we don't go that deep when we're making these decisions, but Mm, we should. But also, too, I think some of it is figuring out like what you want. Like me personally, I haven't been in a lot of long-term relationships. So when I go in, I'm like, well, this is what I put on paper. This is what I think I want. But I actually haven't been in a relationship longer than a year to be like, oh, well, I like this about the longevity of how you treated me or this and that and that. So like being raw, I feel like those things I am. But knowing do I want someone I can have better conversation with or deep intimacy I mean, I want it all. So how much? You know what I mean? I want everything. I want just so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, you don't. I I see the fact that you haven't been in relationships that have lasted longer than a year is not. That's not a hindrance to you figuring this out. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's that's not a problem. And if you have any self consciousness about that, this is just my. Don't. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. <laughs> um, but it is, it's, it's about like, okay, so here's, here's, this is part of what the big challenge of dating is that we do have these kind of general ideas, right? But we don't, we don't actually take the time to think about, well, what does that actually have to do with our relationship? Like mm. when we're, you know, paying the bills or cooking dinner or, you know, picking up the kids. If you're going to have kids, like what, like what is the relationship? Like, what is it actually like going to be like to be with this person? And we all know what it feels like. We know what we like, even in our friendships and our family, like it's not our romantic relationships. Obviously they have this other element of romance and, you know, sex and, you know, physical intimacy. But in terms of like, what do you love to talk about? What do you love to do? right? Like who are the people that you feel the most connected to in your life and why? And Mm -hmm. you might find that, well, actually, yeah, like when it, I I might have friends who I love to laugh with or party with or whatever, but like when I, like when the shit hits the fan, I always go to my friends who we can go there emotionally, you know, or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? So as a, as a way to just to start, not that you need a perfect answer, but at least it's a way to start to tap into the things that are the most important to you in relationship with other people. And then it's just, 
you know, dating is an amazing, amazing thing. Like, like the fact that we actually, like, if you think about this, because if we went back a hundred years, as much as dating may not feel fun sometimes and you're mad, like I would not go back <laughs> to win. an arranged marriage to <laughs> you a know, man like, with 12 other wives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're, we didn't have any choices, right? Mm-hmm. So um, with that choice now comes the responsibility of like, okay, how can I make a choice that makes the most sense for me and for this other person, you know? Um, but you can start that, you can start that inquiry. And so as you date and you get to know people, like things will start to, you know, you don't have to have a, long, a long-term relationship to see like, oh, I, I know that when I, you know, go out with somebody and we can just really intellectually connect, that's the thing that I just love. And it's so exciting. And, you know, versus like somebody who, you know, I don't know, they're just not that expressive. That's hard for me. It's hard for me to feel connected to, you know, like it's just, it's just like those clues, just picking up all that information Mm -hmm. um, and then pushing yourself and looking at yourself to say like, all right, well, I want this in another person, but you know, what am I bringing to the table? And Mm -hmm. maybe you want vulnerability and emotional depth in another person, but you know, can you be really vulnerable? Right. Mm. I think that's so important. And like being, Showing up the same way you want someone else to show up mm-hmm. um, oh. is something that I'm definitely learning about. Uh, and in trying to reflect on what I want, I'm like, but dang, well, what am I? <laughs> what am I? You know, not that I'm not offering anything, but like, am I showing up in those ways that I want uh, a partner to show up? Yeah. And I also love your point about dating is fun and it's a part of what we should be doing, like not making every date the end of the world of. Uh, apocalyptic uh gravity you know like yes, you can date yes. and not have to be like oh is this going to be my husband in the first 10 minutes that you're meeting them like just get to yes. know a person mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and and stop having it feeling like it's failure if you don't fall in love and live happily ever after like yeah <laughs> that's not a failure <laughs> yeah right that is an interesting point too because how do you trust someone after a horrible breakup or after, you know, you've done all these things you thought mm. were putting yourself out there and um, giving to a person and then it doesn't work out, which you're going to live, obviously. But sometimes it can feel like I don't know how to dig myself out of this hole, for lack of a better term, yeah. um, to get back out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, breakups are the worst. They just are. You know, even if you're the person doing the breaking up, it still sucks. Like, it's just not a fun experience. And if you, I've been dumped many times. <laughs> I've had my heart broken. I've been like on the floor for months. Oh. I know. Um, but I think part part of what, part of the suffering of a breakup is number one, judging yourself. Whether you're judging yourself for having, you know, you feel like you you messed everything up, whether you're judging yourself for, you know, ever being with that person in the first place, you're judging yourself for being upset about the end of the relationship because maybe you know the relationship wasn't great anyway and now you're mad, you know, you're judging yourself because... <laughs> All of the above. Oh. Right? So the more that you can release that judgment and just bring some self-compassion to the situation, right? Self-compassion is an act of self-love. So it's something that you want to practice, like a muscle you want to strengthen. Like, all right, I made the choices I made. And 
my feelings are hurt and this is painful and just like I'm human, right? <laughs> There's no one who does not understand the emotions that you're experiencing. Even if they haven't been in that same situation, everybody understands that we all have the same emotions, right? So you just got to give yourself that time and that grace to grieve because mm. it is a grieving. It's a loss. Like you have to grieve the the relationship, maybe an idea of what your future was going to be, you know, all of those things. So just giving yourself that, that permission is, I know it sounds really basic, but it's huge because the self-judgment keeps us really, really stuck. Mm. That is so On the other side of that, like, let's say it's not a horrible breakup and you like, what is the boundary between like of being a friend after a relationship? Do you see yeah. it and does it work? Yeah. So I think that obviously there are friends who can, there are people who can be friends with their exes, but if either one of you is still has romantic feelings for the other one, it's not the time for you to be friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If either, if you're still licking your wounds from the breakup, it's not the time to be friends. Mm-hmm. So if you go your separate ways and allow yourselves to heal and move on with your lives and life brings you back together because maybe you really did have a great friendship at the core of your relationship, or maybe you were friends before you dated or something like that, then that's beautiful. But um, I think some people think that it's the mature thing to do to be friends with your exes. And that's, I, I do not agree with that. I just don't agree with that. I mean, listen, I, I don't think you should be holding like anger or bitterness in your heart because that hurts you. So I want you to release that. Right. But you know, you weren't friends, you were partners. Right. And so there may have been a friendship in there, but is that something that can be sustained given all of the emotional, you know, components maybe, and maybe not, but I think only time can tell with that. I have not been able to do that with an ex, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always admired people who can, because I'm like, or looked at it like you're more mature than me or something. But I yeah. guess that's just a preference of. Yeah, I don't. It, it's, it's totally individual. And I wouldn't say I certainly wouldn't say it's more mature because I know people who are friends with exes and it's real dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's real dysfunctional. And I actually wish that they could love themselves enough so that they could understand this. This really I need to let this relationship go, you know. Um, so some people, some people can't deal with the idea of anybody not liking them or, you know, having anything, any negative emotions around them. So they want to stay friends. So this person can still think that they're great. Right. And it's about that. So Mm. don't like, don't judge yourself, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and don't assume that other people have it all figured out. Um, Mm. because you know. None of us have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. How important do you feel like uh, like your dating profile is in, you know, especially because we're in COVID and like that's how you meet people? Yeah, it's super important, you know, and that's the first thing. If, if anybody is telling me like, oh, you know, online dating is not working, the apps aren't working for me. It's the first thing I want to look at is your profile. And, you know, um, there's a lot of mistakes that people make, very common Ooh. mistakes that people make in their profiles. Oh, I <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah. Do Do, yes. So one of the one of them, and this is especially the ladies, I see Uh-oh. this a lot. I call it hiding in plain sight, <laughs> where <laughs> where like all of your photos are like they're very Instagrammy. So they're very much about like the background or, you know, where you are, what you're doing, or it's kind of like you're, you're, you're presenting yourself as being really cool 
Oh, and sex guilty. guilty. Yeah. Oh, I'm so guilty. <laughs> right? We're all going to be guilty of something, We're, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, your profile is telling a story all together. The photos, the bio, everything is telling a story. And so you just have to, like, be objective and be like, okay, well, what story is this telling? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're the hero of your own story. So you know your heart. You know your motivations, right? You know what you're looking for. You know your complexity, <laughs> but if people just see like, oh, she's cute and she's sexy, and that's right. all they're seeing, how can you, you show like I cook? Who are you attracting I'm- with that? <laughs> <laughs> I cook. I would make a great keeper of your home. <laughs> <laughs> so this like, <laughs> and here's me in a bikini, <laughs> right? Or just the apron? I know in a bikini holding a frying pan <laughs> with a peach cobbler in hand. Yes. Ooh, oh my god, a peach no, you cobbler. Don't, you don't want the guys that might who get me. Like- <laughs> That might, I'm right. like, oh, you make a peach, peach cobbler? cobbler might get it. Peach yep. cobbler would definitely turn some heads. No, but it's not even about that. It's not, it's all, it's honestly just the difference. And I see this with my clients when, you know, maybe they've got photos where it's like, they're cute and they've got sunglasses and they've got a hat and they've got the, and they're just <laughs> incognito beach and whatever, right? And then we change and we get these photos where the photos are just much more about them. It's just like, it's you, you don't have sunglasses, you don't have distractions. It's like you looking into the camera, smiling. That's a really vulnerable mm. thing for a lot of people. Oh, okay. I feel like right? I have a balance of that. You know? And so, but even <laughs> just that. Isn't there a picture of you in Thailand? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I can't be in Thailand living my <laughs> and the thing is, is the, the point is not that you can have a picture, you know, traveling, especially because if that's something that, you know, is that you care about doing. My point Flex. is just like your, your dating profile should look different than your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. So it should be bringing some more, a little bit more vulnerability into even just what you're saying and the photos. Um, and it should be like, really, you, you should be thinking about, I'm trying to speak to like a very specific type of person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not about the mass appeal mm-hmm. of like, oh, I want to make sure I get as many matches as possible. It's about understanding like, oh, actually it's the quality of the matches. Right. So how do I speak mm-hmm. to those? How do I speak to those people? So no hiding in plain sight in the photos okay. <laughs> is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, uh, you know, and you know this for those of you who are single or probably all of you have done dating app, you know, dating at some point, but the most people are very generic in their profiles. So it's just a lot of just, you just read the same over and over and over again. So you want to make sure that you are not that person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have a lot of, you know, real estate to express yourself, but you can still do that. So really quick, these are the five things that your profile should contain. So notes, num- people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so number one, just this is this is who I am. Okay. And so you can like, you know, brainstorm some adjectives. You can ask your girlfriends, like, hey, how would you describe me to somebody that I'm setting, you know, you were setting me up with just to get some ideas, you know, get a list of five, seven, ten, and then pick three. Okay. So you know, and have them be, you know, pick them strategically, like the ones that are most kind of, you know, relationship friendly. So like, say for instance, you know, they say your friends are like, oh, you're competitive and ambitious and cutthroat. Like, uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pirate. Maybe, <laughs> maybe those aren't the adjectives that you might choose for the first impression on your profile, you know? So in one sentence, you can literally just say like, you don't know, you I'm dare in- play Monopoly with me. <laughs> You know, you could literally just say like, you know, I'm an optimistic, you know, caring, 
lover of life and comic books or something. But I don't know, right? Like just something just very like succinct, but it mm-hmm. still gives you a flavor, right? So that's number mm-hmm. one. Number two, you want to give some examples specific, the more specific, the better mm. of like what you care about or how you live your life. So, you know, the things that like you're really into, because sometimes you might be like, oh, people are going to think I'm weird if they find out I'm really into you know, collecting Cabbage Patch Kids or whatever. Like, <laughs> like yes, if that's yeah. what you care about, like, you actually, you want somebody who's going to look at your profile and either be like, okay, that's weird, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and I or, collect G.I. Joe's or like whatever. Or, exactly. Or it's going to be mean, like, oh, okay, what is- she's got that collection. Maybe she won't judge my collection, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or the person is like, oh, I actually, strangely, I have that too. Okay, maybe the Cabbage Patch doll is not the best example, but like... Like, you know, so it's just, you want to just like brainstorm some specifics that you can just really Mm. bring some of your personality to life and like, Mm. you know, how you live your life to life. Right. And then the third thing is that you want to say something of who you hope to meet. So you want to just No hookups. No hookups. Yeah. So there's, and that's another big mistake people make. Don't put what you don't want in your profile. So if there's anything negative, if there's anything don't contact me this, you know, swipe left if that, like, take that out. I used to get a lot of playback from a negative thing, though. What I'm sure you do. What was the negative thing? But, but, but what was, but what were the, how are the I guys? Mean, well, probably trash. The negative thing was just like, um, the question was like, what's the best, what's a great first date? And I said, actually being asked on one. We can go anywhere. And then I listed a bunch of places and I said, slide in if you're ready to eat. I don't know. That's yeah. not, well, you I mean, told everyone what you wanted. That's not really exactly. negative. That's not yeah. really negative. Because so. I was like, we just I mean, go back and forth on these apps. Like, my best first date, yeah. asking me on one. That's the date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you mean, like saying the actually. I mean, it's it's basically you're just kind of leading with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, right? Like, <laughs> it's a little bit like the people who say nobody's serious on this app, and it's like, well, maybe I am, but the fact that you just said that just yeah. kind of, you know. Put yeah. me off. So you wanna you wanna just be careful that you're not projecting that kind of negativity or that yeah. unpleasant experience because that's just does it's just not it's just not attractive. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But having said this, I should also clarify this is not about a quantity thing because if this was just like okay, how do we get the most matches possible? It was be like get the sexiest photos, <laughs> <laughs> keep your profile real vague, and you'll get a ton of matches. So mm. that's not what we're talking about here, right? So I'm talking about when you're actually trying to weed and make sure you're connecting with people who are the right people for you and on the same page as you. This is what I'm talking about, okay? Quality over quantity. Quality over quantity, exactly. So even like, so this for this third thing, when you say, this is, this is who I hope to meet, like you can... It's not that you're going, I hope to meet somebody where, you know, you're ready to get married. Like, don't say that in your profile because it is too much too soon, right? But you can still you can still telegraph that, like, you're looking for something more real. If you say, I hope to meet somebody who is, you know, commitment oriented or kind or, you know, is looking for a real connection or, um, you know, someone who... What, what, like, whatever those key things are for you, there's a way to say it that's just very natural. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. you're not a checklist. It's just like, this is who I hope to meet, right? Like, if you're confident, if you're interested in really, if you're interested in, you know, making a, a real connection and you love to laugh, that, you know, something like that. It could be that, right? Um, and then you want, you do want to say something about like what you, what you want with that person. And that's the fourth thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to say, 
I want to get married and have five kids. You could just say like, I hope to meet a man who's kind, confident, and looking for a real connection. Um, and then you can, you don't have to say the, the overarching goal necessarily. You could also just say, what do you want right now with this person? Right. So, you know, um, somebody who's looking to get to know each other, right. Like, find out what we care about and, you know, see if we can build from there. Like it could be that, you know, it doesn't have to be like marriage. Um, but even yeah. just that is like, that's going to speak to some men and it's not, it's going to, or people like, it's not just about gender. It's going to speak to some people and it's going to not speak to other people. And people are like, I don't want to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get to know you and have a deep connection. No, that's not what I'm looking for. And that's mm-hmm. good. You want to weed yeah. some of the, I mean, you can't 100% weed those people out because <laughs> they'll just be like, oh, she cute. And that's it. <laughs> hey, chocolate. <laughs> they don't care about anything mm-hmm. else. Some people don't even read the bio. Um. <laughs> that just made me uh, think of this terrible uh, line on that one page. Uh, a guy put, F COVID, come spit in my mouth. And oh. on his profile and I was like you don't care but you know what I appreciate when people go all out like that because then yep. I know exactly who you are and I yep. yes, yes. it is time. a blessing you're like oh Steer now I might have swiped on you if you didn't say that now exactly. I saved my exactly because you're kind of cute glad yeah. I read the bio I also I feel like a lot of guys will be like like there's a whole dark skin fetishizing of women thing. And like, I literally get messages that are like, Oh, I see a sexy dominatrix coming like stuff like that. And I'm like, what about my profile would indicate that I'm a dominatrix to you? Yeah. Yeah. I used to get stuff like that too. And that's, and that, you know, that's one of the extra challenges of being a black woman and dating um, especially being a dark skinned black woman, I, you know, I understand me too. You see my face, right? So I know, <laughs> I know what that's like. I know, you know, Hey chocolate. Ooh, you, you know, do you taste as good as you look? Like I've oh, gotten so all gross. of those messages, right? So gross. But it's, you know, kind of like Ashley was saying, it is clarifying. You're like, Oh, well <laughs> delete. Mm-hmm. And you can just move on, you know? So mm-hmm. you, you never want the people who aren't for you derail you from moving forward to find Ooh. the ones who are you yeah. know okay wow. so facts wow so you, wow. you just like that there is that's just there's no escaping some of that in dating yeah. and the only thing you can do is just delete it and move on just delete Ooh. it and move on is that how you um would also handle dick pics Deleted and moved on. <laughs> yes, it is how also how I would handle dick pics. It's just because just like what's what's the point? You're gonna have a there there's nothing yeah. there's nothing more to say. <laughs> you said it all. You said it all. <laughs> you said it all. Um and then the, just the last thing, because I said there were five things. Oh, yes. I, I just the la- the last thing is and this is the way to end your profile. Nice little button. And marketing, they call it a call mm-hmm. to action, right? So it's like it's just like, this is why you should message me is basically what it is, right? So it could be anything from like, you know, um, if you're down to do some FaceTime dating, you know, like hit me up. Can't wait to hear. It, it could be anything. It could be like, if you're, um, you know, if you want to help me find the best margarita in L.A., <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like let's do this. Like it could just be like fun. It could be cute, but it's just something that makes it really easy for someone when they're writing to be to be like, yes, let's yeah. do that. Like I am down for that. You know, 
So those are my Yay. favorite. I love that. Thank, Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, that was also yeah, helpful. Of course. How many violations y'all wow. got? <laughs> I'm just laughing at things that I have done, like a call to action or like specifically talk about like Ghana or something. And then people will be like, so what's your favorite part? And then I don't respond to them. Because I'm like, oh, they're actually trying to have a conversation. I'm not ready for this. But that's in the past. Not after listening to... Now you're raw. We are are raw raw and ready. I'm raw. Able and willing. (laughs) Have those conversations. Have those conversations. It's important. And then you see, people are going to take themselves out of the running. Yeah. And but some of them won't, and that's who you're gonna move mm. forward with. Oh. I hear that. Well, we're gonna have so many great dates going. Yeah, I'm like, wait. actually, no bad dates is is like uh, that's my model. Oh, I love that. my language. Thank you. Uh, well, Francesca, do you have any other advice? Final advice for our listeners? Yeah, um, I guess the one thing that I'll say because I always and this is like my my favorite topic to discuss is self love. And, you know, just the importance of that and just understanding that, you know, love is a verb. It's not just a feeling, right? So it's about treating yourself with love, especially if you're not feeling it. And if you do that enough, then the feelings will catch up. But, you know, like I said, you know, being really compassionate towards yourself, that's an act of self-love. And that's something that um, there's anything in your life that you want to change that you want to grow through, that you want to heal from, like that self-compassion is really going to be so necessary for you to do that because otherwise you'll stay stuck, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So really practicing that, really checking in with yourself about self-worth and making sure that you really do feel worthy. And if you don't feel worthy, then at least asking yourself, well, if I did feel worthy, what would I do right now? Mm -hmm. And starting to take action on that, right? Because if you do that enough, the feelings will catch up. Right. Mm. Um, self-validation, which is just that ability to give yourself credit where credit is due. Right. Give yes. yourself, like Stop. not just be like, oh, it doesn't count, it doesn't matter, or like, you know, just stuck beating yourself up, be like, oh wait, look how far I've come. Look at what I did. Look at this thing that I tried to do that was really, really hard, really scary, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really important. Self-care. Self-care really being, you know, beyond pedicures. Not that I I, I, I want a pedicure so bad. <laughs> I need one. one. Day. one day. This is the longest I've gone in my adult life without a pedicure. But anyway, um, <laughs> every day I'm like, is today the day? I'm like, I just can't. It just doesn't feel responsible. But um, <laughs> but, it's closed back. It's all closed now. So Oh, and it, well, we still have some places that are open in L.A., which is a problem. Oh, really? I thought they yeah. closed again. Look, here's Kira, like, what are stop. they? <laughs> Kira's about to head over Sydney, to my dresses. You know what? I actually um, do. My hair's done. I need a good life. Um, and but the really self care is about like being. It's really I. I say it about being strategic. Like, okay, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? How do I want to feel when I go on a date? How do I want to feel when I'm working? Like, just being asking yourself that, and then being strategic about what are the actions, or you know, what action or actions can you start to take to support yourself and feeling that way, right? Mm. So that's how I view self-care and that's an act of self-love. And then the last thing is self-gratitude. And that's really just starting to practice being grateful for being you, just seeing the beauty of who you are and that you're not a mistake and you're not random and that you have, mm. you know, you're, you're here for a reason and you have value yes. and just Let's starting go. to just train yourself to really just be grateful for the miracle that you are. Oh, oh. Hallelujah. Yeah. We're going to have to pick Ray these girls up amazing. off the ground. I know. Oh, at church. 
<laughs> yes, we are. That was wow. that was a word. It, it that was, was very word. beautiful. I oh. and I love all of it. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, thank yeah. you for having me. It was great. Anytime. Ah, oh, this has been amazing. Um, before you go, um, we do have a question from a listener that could probably use your wisdom. Um, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> thank Free you. Free expert advice for this lucky What to do when the ghost of X's past shows up right after the break. All right, you guys, we've got a listener in need, and we're so glad to have Francesca Hoagie here to lend her expertise on the matter. Ashley, what's the dilemma? Today's letter reads... I broke up with the guy at the beginning of the pandemic when we were all forced to shelter in place. Since the breakup, I've realized that I was dating a narcissist who was emotionally manipulating me via passive-aggressive comments he disguised as jokes. He once shamed me for listening to hip-hop on a Sunday because it was, quote, the Lord's Day. Oh. He frequently spoke over me, gaslighted me throughout the entire 10 months we dated. Mm. Recently, he reached out to me for my birthday and pretended like everything was okay, Uh -uh. like we were friends, going so far as to send a two-paragraph text and a voice message reciting the test, narcissist. What? I'm filled with resentment towards him. I want to write him a letter expressing how I feel, basically letting him know how toxic my experience dating him was. The idea of him not knowing my truth enrages me. Do you think it's a good idea to write him this letter? Signed, angry, but slowly self-healing. That is a narcissist's wet dream for you to engage in the bait that they're trying to throw at you. Yeah. Agreed. 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 This is a perfect example of how um, people will waste your time if you let them. Say that. And you dated this, you dated this man for 10 months. You are very clear on his on his shortcomings and what he is available for, what's he, what he's capable of. So I understand, I think closure is something that we all can feel like, oh, I want closure, I want closure. And we think about that in terms of we have to say something to somebody or we need to hear them say something to us and that's how we're going to get closure. And the reality is that closure only comes from yourself. Like it only comes from you being okay, mm. you being wow. ready to move on, right? So you know, whenever, and this, so I don't think you should write this letter in this particular situation, but just to make it more broad for everyone who's listening, you know, when you're ever tempted to do something like that, you really need to ask yourself, what kind of response to this am I looking for? And mm-hmm. how am I going to feel if I don't get it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because if you think that by telling him your truth, that he's going to now be like, oh my God, you're so right. I'm so sorry. You know, I was such a, you know, oh, forgive me. If that's, if that, if there's some part of you that is expecting that response, you ain't gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. You're unlikely to get it. And even if you do get it, is that just more manipulation from this person who's already shown you that he will manipulate you and gaslight you? Right. So you really, like Maya Angelou said, (laughs) when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also That's- think driving past his apartment every Sunday, bumping up some hip hop, wouldn't be a bad punishment. <laughs> <laughs> or get somebody else to do it. <laughs> 
like blast Tupac all day. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is like I totally like and in the past I have been the one to be like, I'm sending you a four page mm-hmm. letter. Like yeah, I'm sending I'm sending the poems, mm. the letters, the text. <laughs> I'm like and it, it does tear me up every time because my I, I would have read this and been like, yeah, girl, you got you send that letter, write that letter, get it off your chest. <laughs> yeah, you but were. damn. Yeah, well, absolutely. you might want to write the letter just for yourself. Yeah, you can write true. the letter and not actually send it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's actually like you know a lot of people would recommend doing that. Like write a, write it so you can just get it out and you know either tear it up, burn it just to just so you're just releasing it. So if you mm. want to get it out, then do that. And listen, sometimes you need to send a letter to the ex just so you can get that out of your system and you can see that that was not actually the satisfying thing that you thought it might be, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. sometimes, but you just have to be prepared for the multiple ways in which this person might respond to you, including ignoring you. And then how would that feel? Yeah. You know? So you should mm-hmm. just really be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like this person went into my subconscious and wrote about my ex because <laughs> I all of this could apply to them. And they definitely tried to bait me with an email like randomly and I didn't respond because I just knew that the, it would just bubble everything back up mm. to the top and like all the mm. work I had done to detach mm. from them would be undone. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like the most powerful thing you can do is not is, is to – not engage with that dynamic mm-hmm. because it's it can't so it can't exist unless you participate in it. But like I totally like I remember an ex yeah. messaging me years after we broke up, and I was like, "There's a time and space when what you said and did affected me, but this is not then." Go and like that was the end of it, you know. Like, I mean, granted, it was the end of it years prior, but it was also like, "Why are you rolling up in my inbox?" Like, yeah. I got yeah. nothing I think sometimes for you. it's just an it's also an ego thing. Like it's because if they can't elicit a response, then they know you still care, <laughs> you know. Mm. And that's also like it, even in, this is a this is a bad situation where they actually, you know, they they've been through it and they had to break up, but this this will happen also mm. with dating. Sometimes maybe mm-hmm. it's a guy who you went on one date with and then he ghosted you and then 6 months later he's hitting you up like you know, you, you just saw him yesterday. <laughs> yes. No, that has a hundred percent happened to me. And I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? And now you like, let's catch up. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, I was in a yeah. different mm-hmm. place then. And I'm like, and I'm in a different place now, boo-boo. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Good> for you. <laughs> right. Right. And so for some people, they're addicted to that. They're addicted mm. to that push and pull. They're addicted to that. Like, you know, that type of dynamic. And so you, the only thing you have control over is yourself. Yeah. You do not have to participate Ooh. in it. Uh-huh. Ooh. So you don't have to respond to that dude who came out of the blue. I call that, that's a zombie, you know? It's like he ghosted you. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's risen from the dead to terrorize you. <laughs> oh, man. No zombies. No, no zombies. zombies. <laughs> well... I think that's good advice for our angry but slowly self-healing. You know, figure out what it is that you (laughs) truly want to come from this interaction if you do decide to write this man who we all think does not deserve the time. Yeah, And also, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, the anger is something that I, I, I would really want you to work on releasing because it doesn't serve you. All Mm -hmm. All the anger does is hurt you. You're hurting Mm -hmm. yourself with that anger. And so this goes back to self-love, right? 
having, you know, if there's any judgment that you have because you stayed in a relationship with him or got into a relationship with him or, you know, even attracted to him, if you're judging yourself for that, that's something that, you know, that's a step of healing of releasing that judgment, but Mm -hmm. also understanding like, okay, well, what is it about me? What are the lessons that I have to learn from this situation? Why did I let somebody treat me that way? You know, how, when did I notice that he was actually manipulative and what, how did I rationalize that? So you can use this and I mean, bad relationships, as painful as they are, I mean, they, they have a, a gold mine of information for us to learn from them if we're willing to look and understand that actually it all comes back to us because regardless of what he, whether he's a narcissist or not, it, the point is that you, there was something in you that was attracted to that and was willing mm-hmm. to participate it, in it for some time. And so mm. that's the point. That's what you want to figure out. So you don't have to do that again and date another narcissist because yeah. that's an easy pattern to fall into. Can I just say, I love the part of your message just about accountability, self-accountability, especially because I feel like a lot of times we take ourselves out of not what's wrong, but like mm-hmm. any wrongdoing or like I was perfect in a relationship and he was the problem. Um, and it takes two. to. It always you know. takes two to tango. Even if it doesn't mean you deserved what happened, especially mm-hmm. if somebody mistreated you or no. abused you, but mm-hmm. you want to learn from that. What part of me allowed tolerated that yeah. for the mm. for the time that I did mm-hmm. what part yeah. of me stayed thought that well actually you know maybe it's not that bad or you know yes. what that's the part that you want to just look at and that's the part that needs the healing but it's up to you to do it no one else can do it for you amen yeah I, I don't know if we can go to this but that really jogged for me that a lot of times black women are told like girl hang in there and like you're a man you know that type of like yeah way to you be a ride or die and then you'll get the reward at the end and do you have anything yeah do you have it's so toxic I know yeah I mean I think you know this this is like a whole other conversation that I love (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know as as black women you know, and as black people, as we what we need to just start to do is understand that these dynamics cannot continue if we mm. do not if we do not um, co-sign them, right? Mm. Like even even like even on a grand scale, right? Like police brutality, it can't continue unless there are enough of us who are just like, well, we're not going to be in the streets. We're not going to demand accountability. We're not going to show up to vote to get DAs who prosecute cops. Like, you know, like, come on, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, there is, there is, <laughs> let's go. We have to, <laughs> you know, we have to constantly understand uh. that like our, there's nobody coming to save us. Right. Mm. Yeah. So we have to save ourselves. And as black women in relationships and dating, the, the dysfunction is deep in the history yeah. of us, mm. you know, being the ride or die and putting up with things we shouldn't be putting up with and, you know, chasing after the few men that are, you know, yeah. <laughs> and competing with each other and tearing each other down for a man and all of this stuff. Right. We have to understand, like, if you want a relationship where somebody is feels entitled to do whatever they want to do to you because you're going to you're a ride or die and you're going to hang in there mm-hmm. then be ride or die 
And if you want a relationship where somebody actually respects you and is a partner and takes responsibility for their actions and has accountability and consistency, then you have to, you have to make the choice to only engage with those people Mm. and leave all the rest behind. So Mm -hmm. the change has to start with us because nobody's going to come in and change it for us. No. No. Oh my God. That's so profound. Wow. (laughs) I know. I feel like I'm ready to like listen to this again and again. I know. I'm ready to (laughs) set up my dating profile and get out there. Yay. Yay. If our listeners wanted to hang out with you after this, where can they find you, engage with your work? How can we listen and learn more from you? Um, I am very easy to find. I'm at Dear Franny on all social media. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm even on TikTok. Not that I post, but I'm Dear (laughs) Franny everywhere. The best place to get in touch with me is Instagram. Um, And also my podcast is Dear Franny Podcast, which is available wherever your podcasts are found. Um, And people can also go to my website, which is francescahoge.com and, you know, learn more, read more. You can book a free session with me. You can do all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And your Amazing. podcast is fire. And I signed up for your, your email list so I get your emails. It, they're all great. <laughs> I love them. Thank you, honey. <laughs> oh, I had so much fun today. Thank you so much for joining us on You Down. Thanks to Francesca Hoagie for sharing the gospel on dating and being ready able and willing aka raw raw aka <laughs> raw. It's, it sounds like the the follow-up to wop right <laughs> raw let me raw, see raw raw, raw. raw. Let me see you wop, 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 rah, 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 Ooh, hold up. No, we want, we want people to be safe, y'all. We want safe sex out there. Oh, yes, not, not whopping raw. No whopping raw, guys. <laughs> oh, God. That's another not, episode. Do not whop raw, but you can raw. Yes, yes. Uh, Don't whop without you the raw. use your raw, use it responsibly, folks. I think that's something Francesca was trying to teach us today. Uh, we hope we helped you uh, find a way to make some love connections in COVID, y'all. So be safe out there. Try your hardest to find. Okay, yeah, just be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember to share and review this podcast. It helps us out and we want to know what you think. Yes. And come kiki with us on our social media um, at Obama's Other Daughters on Instagram at OOD Improv on Twitter and on Facebook at Obama's Other Daughters. And if you need some advice or someone you know needs some advice, please send us a letter at oodpodcast at gmail.com. You can be anonymous. Mm-hmm. We love y'all and we'll see you soon. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You Down is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs>